Hello. Hi. Welcome back. This is Old Millennials, a deep dive on shallow topics from the early 2000s. We are on our third mini episode. We are your hosts. My name is Emily. I'm Margo. How's it going, guys? How's your summer? It's pretty pretty. That was rhetorical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know how your summer went or is going because we just talked about it we did we did talk about it for a while because today is the day that we plan for season two we're very excited to show you guys what we have in store i think it's going to be a very entertaining second season Mm -hmm. um there'll definitely be more of these mini episodes in the future so less of like a deep dive and more of like a dip in the pool yeah Nice little baby pool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I don't really have a yard, so a little tiny inflatable child's pool is all that we can get. <laughs> Luckily, it doesn't really get that hot here. No. But I'm not ashamed to say I did use my bathtub as a like waiting pool of sorts because it got so hot in here a couple of weeks ago. Oh, uh, yeah. Because no one here has a fucking pool, I've no. come to discover. Or air conditioning. A pre- I can live without air yeah. conditioning. I just would love a pool. I would, too. That's something... We gotta go all the way up to a fucking river. I finally caved and bought a floaty for the river because I'm like, well, I do this enough. It's time oh, it's to make perfect. the investment. Yep. Honestly, best twelve dollars I've spent in a long time. That's good though. You know, now you have it. Yep. Now I have more excuses to go up to the river. I'm a fan of the pre-sleep cold shower. That's kind of how I get myself cooled down, especially before sleeping, because I. I run hot when I sleep. Like, I'm definitely one of those people who almost always has a fan, even if it's cold outside. Yeah, we have a little office fan that we clip onto a shelf that's close to my side of the bed because I sleep facing the wall, and so it gets really fucking stuffy over there, and it points directly at me. I'm like, yep, this is perfect. This is exactly what I need. Yeah, and welcome to Hot Fan Talk with Margo and Emily. (laughs) Emily. (laughs) No, we're, we're getting away from the real point of why we're here. The dramatic backstory of Charles Entertainment Cheese. Holy shit, you guys. Someone decided to give him, like, the Disney treatment because he has it all. He is orphaned. He has no parents. He rises to prominence all by himself. He loves pizza parties. Oh, my God. Like, I texted you earlier. He's, like, Orphan Annie meets a Mutant Ninja Turtle minus the special powers. And Pasquale, the chef, is, like, his daddy Warbucks. Like, exact. See, Orphan Annie. Oh, my God. What? What former creative writing major was paid not very much money to write the backstory of Chuck E. Cheese? It is dark. But also pointless. And it, I mean, there it does, it does have the, the format of an epic a little bit. Like, it's a little, like, in media rest. Like, it does begin in the middle of things. We don't know why oh, right. Charles So we don't get to cheese. see, like, let's say the Uncle Ben moment yes. for Chuck E. Cheese. Right. What I love is that while we were... Well, actually, Emily and I were terrified of this river rat, Chuck E. Cheese, as we were kids. But we went and celebrated many a birthday there without knowing the backstory, the tragic and sad Batman-esque backstory of Charles Entertainment Cheese. Jesus. Okay, before we dive into it, though, but, like, really, America, what are you thinking (laughs) hosting your children's birthday parties at this place? He is the most terrifying. I mean, he's had a recent makeover, so he looks very Okay, but we're not cute. talking about, like, oh, no, we're t- normalized, oh, no, no. socially except Chuck E. Cheese, who got the Stephanie Pratt version done to his face. No. We're not talking about that Chuck no, E. Cheese. No, we're talking about, like, we're talking 80s, about, 90s. He was so 
grimy looking to you. You were like, I'm pretty sure he has a Jersey accent. I I think that's a regional thing. The Burbank (laughs) Chuck E. Cheese inside of the parking lot that's shared with a Walmart, uh, or was it a Kmart? I get them confused. Oh, yeah. Um, He didn't have an accent. All I know is that he was just really, really scary and towered over me. So scary. Like, what? I just don't understand how all kids weren't terrified of this. Like, I used to get made fun of for this. And now... Oh, my dad used to tell it as a humorous tale about the time that he took me for the first time by himself to a friend's birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. And when he walked in, he already knew that I was going to be scared. And he was essentially just waiting till the fucking terrifying sewer rat showed up with pizza. And I literally... (laughs) Did exactly what he thought, which was run out of the building screaming and crying. He dragged me back in. What? Because I, well, it's that whole thing where you have to watch them open presents and you have to be like, yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. So he didn't want to be rude. So he dragged me back in against my will. And there's a picture of me. Well, there's there's a, a funny story about how Emily and I both have pictures of us from Chuck E. Cheese where we were held there against our will crying next to this monster rat. So terrifying. I just remember like staring at me not blinking and me just thinking this is not like Disneyland where they talk to you. He no. isn't talking to me. No. He was like, he was more akin to Mike Myers than he was like a friendly cartoon rat. This was there's, not fucking Ratatouille. No, there's, I was as a Mickey obsessed child, like, and sure. I shit you not, like, I made my dad carve the jack-o'-lantern to look like Mickey, which it didn't, but I was very excited. (laughs) Like, that's how obsessed I was with Mickey. Chuck E. Cheese, no. Like, absolutely not any sort of equation to that He would make a good jack-o'-lantern because he's fucking terrifying. scare you into all of your nightmares. Like, just, ugh. So we were turned on to the fact that he has a troubling backstory, and that's how Emily and I were... (laughs) Led to discuss the fact that we were both terrified of Chuck E. Cheese on opposite coasts around similar time periods. I don't... I understand the appeal, but now it's definitely a lot more family-friendly. Oh, my God. Who just did Chuck E. Cheese spawn? Was it, like, Kylie Jenner? It was, like, somebody who, like, didn't need the money. And they're like, I love taking my daughter here. Shit. Fuck. Who was it? I don't know. Oh, it was somebody who definitely doesn't need the money. I want to say it was not like an Ivanka Trump, obviously, but someone in that. But it's so funny because it's like the person least likely. You're like, bitch, you have never taken your child to Chuck E. Cheese. No, it was Nikki Hilton. Sorry. (laughs) Margo just very violently hit me, by the way. (laughs) Sorry. I got very excited because I finally remembered. I'm like, she's blonde. She's vapid. Who the fuck could it be? No more Eureka moments for you. Yeah. So she was like, I loved bringing my daughter to Chuck E. Cheese to celebrate no. her birthday. And she was posed on the little ski ball machine with like a bunch of tickets coming out of it. I was like, girl, what What are we doing? <laughs> what so planet? We, uh, well, now that Chuck E. Cheese has been gentrified, <laughs> I don't really have, I mean, as 31-year-olds, we don't have any real reason no. to go to Chuck E. Cheese. And unlike a bounce house that you can rent for someone's birthday at a park and then happily turn children away from shout out to you zoe (laughs) happily turn away children because you are day drunk and it's a bad idea for them to be outweighed by you in this bounce house chuck e cheese we don't really have a reason to go so all i know like from pictures and commercials touting it to still be like this family friendly place and to be quite honest i am surprised that the great recession that millennials caused hasn't put this place out of business. Of all the staples in a in a you know mini mall shopping center, it is one that was primed to like go out of business. Exactly. So I'm super surprised, and I guess I'm just happy for them. I guess good for that them. they managed to stay alive. Um, I think they bank a lot on the nostalgia factor. Yeah, and that's why it has sustained the test of time. And then I feel like they have done a pretty good job of. 
moving with the times. I just hope that this Chuck E. Cheese lore kind of comes to the surface a little bit more because I feel like whoever wrote the story did not get paid enough. No. Because it is beautifully written. It's, yes. Should, shall we dive into, and do a dramatic yeah. reading of the story of Chuck E. Cheese? So we found, Margo found this article that went into, like, they people wanted to find out I'm pretty sure it was the Washington Post. Oh, it was like the Washington Post or something. I wanted to find out, like, what what is Chuck E. Cheese? Like, how did he become to be Charles Entertainment Cheese? And um, and the public PR director at Chuck E. Cheese is like, well, I don't have an answer right now, but there is this story that you can check out. And so they link to this in this article, and it is on issue, by the way, ISSUU.com. I mean, I can add a link to we can the show link. notes yeah. so that you can see for yourself, because I think that the style of animation... I mean, it's very Stuart Little, you I know. I with watercolor. Oh, they use some watercolor up in here. I know. I mean, it's... <laughs> so... I'm so glad that you asked the origin story of One Charles Entertainment Choose because it starts like this. <clears throat> Once upon a time, a little mouse moved into the St. Marinara's Orphanage. I love... Hi, this yes. goes into the trope from the 90s where... Every child hero is a fucking orphan, yeah. or their mom, always their mom, has oh. been tragically murdered. Murdered. Or in the case of Lion King, their father Fuck. was murdered in front of them yeah. in a very Hamlet-esque coup. Yes. <laughs> yes. But we don't really know how Chuck ended up at St. Mariner's Orphanage, well, but think... what we do know is that he loved to play games with all the other orphans, but most of all, Chuck E, so it's like Chuck, space, the capital letter E, period, loved learning to play music. Sorry, I had to bring it a little bit closer to my face because I couldn't see. He <laughs> especially loved the song, Happy Birthday, which, honestly, could get him sued. So maybe not the best idea no. to start with Happy Birthday. No. But because Chuck E was an orphan, no one knew when his birthday was. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Probably because I'm uncomfortable. So he never had a birthday party of his own. This made Chuck E. sad. Even though the accompanying photo is him standing on a table at a birthday party with kids eating cake. And he doesn't look that sad. But no. the whole... I mean, I just would like to circle back again to the top of the paragraph. Chuck E. was an orphan. No one knew when his birthday was. You couldn't make one up? No. You couldn't guess? If he's like four, can't you like do the math? It's not that hard. You just be like, hey, January 8th is... Chuck E. Cheese's birthday. Just make him happy. Fucking make him lie. happy. How many people are just happy living a lie? Tons. It works for a lot of people. <laughs> anyway, even though Chucky e was sad, it wasn't for long because with so many kids at the orphanage, <laughs> fuck, that's so bleak. Oh dear. So many kids at the orphanage, there was a birthday party almost every week. Wait, hold on. So the other orphans know when their birthdays are, but Chucky e doesn't know when his birthday is. Is it maybe? Is that amongst- racism? Or, or, yeah, amongst the ma- the rat-mouse population, they don't keep track of that because they have so many Oh, they don't once. have good records? Yeah. Well, and, like, I'm, there I'm thinking a... their litters are pretty large. Right, but you couldn't go back and, like, find a litter date. You couldn't even, like, guess an approximation. I mean, honestly, even fucking dog adoptions try and give you even a Even Gosh-a-day, yeah. Sh- 
Yeah. And couldn't it just be the day that he was brought to the orphanage? I feel like there are lots of workarounds. There are. And then I just find it to be a little sad that the other orphans all have birthdays, but this fucking rat, no. I'd not like good to, enough. I'd like to point out that a la Stuart Little, he is significantly smaller than these kids. So, like, here are the kids sitting, and the picture on this, in this picture book, uh, these kids are sitting at the table and he's so small. He sits. He fits on top. Like he's standing on top of the table. Like he's about the size of one of the presents that's being given away. I mean, he's a little bit taller. A little bit taller. Present, that's but... true. It's interesting. Um, to continue with this story, many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Chuck E. loved birthday parties, especially because there was pizza. Wait, do all birthday parties have pizza? I don't know. The St. Marinara. I mean, maybe it's all that they can afford at St. Marinara's. Patron saint of Italian food and fake Italian accents. (laughs) Oh, my God. I wonder if they get their pizzas delivered from Andrea Martin in Little Italy. (laughs) The movie Little Italy. From Little Italy, Canada. Of course. Because Little Italy, Toronto, everyone has a Brooklyn accent. Um, Duh. (laughs) It's that close to New York, Emily. Come on. (laughs) When Chuck E. wasn't learning music or singing or enjoying pizza at a birthday party, Chuck E. Was, loved to play video games. His favorite game was called Pong. Chuck E. almost never lost. In fact, one day Chuck E. won a Pong tournament. He won a trophy and $50. Well, $50 is a lot to an orphan rat. That's true. The $50 was enough for him to buy a bus ticket to New York City. To New York City. It was his We just magic- call it New York. It's fine. You don't have to say New York City. I, my favorite is that I just went on the emphasis on the wrong syllable there. It was like, New York City. <laughs> it was his magic ticket. Oh, so we also have like a little dash of Willy Wonka. That's exactly it. I hope it was golden. When Chucky first moved to New York, he was amazed by how big the city was. But despite being surrounded by people, Chucky felt lonely. He missed the kids from the orphanage. He had no place to stay, so Chucky would sleep above the kitchen in a pizzeria (laughs) run by a friendly Italian chef (laughs) named Pasquale. Okay, (laughs) quick note here. How old is Chucky at this point that he is allowed out of the orphanage and was able to win a Pong tournament, get the 50 bucks? Are rats like dogs where it's like whatever their age times seven? (laughs) I I wonder. If we're going by those rules, then maybe it's fine, but... (laughs) I also don't know if orphanages just let you leave unless you're 18, right? Right. I think in Anastasia, that's how it went, speaking of other famous orphans. <laughs> oh, my God. 
so many orphans. No wonder I had an irrational fear of my mom dying. All these fucking movies led me to believe that a tragedy would befall my family at an age that would be too early. But at least you'd have, like, a heartwarming animal companion to guide you through the troubles. Yes, I'll get raised in the jungle, or, like, I don't even know. Dogs? I'll I'll run away and not have to go to school? Some other, some rescue rats will take care of me while I'm taken away by these horrible people in a bayou, like... I don't know. All I know is that Five Fold Goes West still makes me cry. Oh my god, me too. Ugh. So instead of Fifo going west, he goes east to a, po- a pizzeria to meet Pasquale, Pasquale. His, his magical Italian man. Yeah. Chucky loved the smell of pizza, plus he had plenty of music Pasquale would listen to and sing along to the radio. It was a great place to live. <laughs> I love that after every depressing paragraph, they're like, it was great. You're like, um, was it though? This very bleak picture of, of his soundtrack of his life being a Italian chef just singing along to Him the radio. Just singing like, I ain't got nobody. Just like drunk Italian guy making pizza. Wow, this is also, wait, did Pixar steal from the Chuck E. Cheese entertainment backstory? Maybe. I, I feel mean, like I feel like this is Ratatouille. It All is I'm Ratatouille. Is Pat Oswald. Until one day, Chucky, thinking Pasquale had gone home for the night, explored P- Pasquale's restaurant and was discovered. Dun dun, mouse! Oh, excuse me, <laughs> a mouse! Screamed Pasquale because, of course, he's going to have a very stereotypical. Ah, it's a mouse! It's a mouse! Screamed Pasquale as he chased Chucky around the, with a rolling pin. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've just made stabbing motions with a rolling pin, by but the way. But it's still, yeah, stereotypical. Pasquale had Chucky cornered, his knees knocking from nerves. Uh, again, that is that creative writing degree going Chucky to work. Chucky couldn't think of what to do, so he did the one thing that <gasps> always made him happy. When the moon hits he your eyes. sang. <laughs> the next picture. <laughs> it, it looks it like looks he's like, at the improv. I was going to say, he looks like he's doing an impression of Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> he's dressed in, you like, know. jeans. He's standing on a stool. He's in New York. The background is, like, a brick wall. He really looks like he's about to do stand-up. But really... You know the thing about pizza, right? <laughs> you know what I hate? Orphanages. <laughs> Pasquale was so shocked, he dropped the rolling pin. Just dropped it. I'm also can sing. My restaurant is a saved. Oh, and then this is not me being adding the Italian. Yeah, no, no, on no. Top. I'm a gonna make you a star. It's written a hyphen gonna. I'm a gonna make you a star. Eh? Pasquale immediately changed the name of his restaurant to Chuck E. Cheese's, home of the world famous singing mouse. That is a sign that is probably a lot of money. And a very long sign. With the punctuation. Pasquale, nobody reads. What are you trying to do trying to complicate the matter? Just call it Chuck E. Cheese. He's a man of many talents, Margot. So you're telling me Pasquale is responsible for the Chuck E. Cheese franchise? (laughs) I don't know. When did he start to... Whatever. I guess because he's good at Pong. That'll factor in later. No spoilers. No spoilers. Okay, I'll keep going. Okay. Ahem. On the grand reopening night, men and women, (laughs) sorry, Uh, not children, as the demographic will switch later for optics reasons, men and women crowded around every table. Pasquale proudly introduced Chuck E. Cheese, 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, whoops, I fucked it up. Ladies and the gentlemen. Because there is an A dash again. Of course. Please welcome uh, Chuck E. Cheese, the world famous singing mouse. I, I love that this is taking like a Wisconsin J frog like twist, like a hello, my baby, hello, my darling, hello, my Clementine. Like, <laughs> it's just this tiny little thing that's double, supposed double to say. Double, 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 Like, that's what this feels like. When the or Michigan J frog, sorry. <laughs> When the curtains came up, Chuck E. was terrified. Chuck E. You can just call him fucking Chuck. Like, why are we doing this? Um, why are we acting like there are a bunch of famous Chucks walking around? Like, this is a fucking Bachelorette episode. I like, mean, maybe people get com- confused with Chuck D. of Public Enemy. Sure, but um, can I steal you for a sec? Chuck E. <laughs> One fights the power, the other fights the pizza. I don't... He makes the maker the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this accent just keeps getting worse. It really does. Okay. Uh, Chuck E. had never sung for so many adults, notice the distinction, adults before, and he stood there, frozen. He couldn't do it. The crowd booed <laughs> and booed and Poor left. orphan mouse. I know, but only if they knew his compelling backstory, they might be a little bit more compassionate. And Pasquale was heartbroken. So was Chuck E. <laughs> he didn't want to disappoint Pasquale. As Chuck E. stared out the window pensively, I added the pensively, the crowd poured out. <laughs> He saw a young boy walking. He was holding his parent's hand, something he probably never experienced. Parent's singular. Oh, okay. His parent. One parent hand. Okay, yeah. Parent's sorry. hand. Yeah. Hands. Wait. Whoa. So okay, our little I'm... English major <laughs> who wrote this. I said creative writing. I didn't creative say Creative writing. It's true. This is like a little confusing. Parent apostrophe S to imply like one parent, right? And right. Then, and then hands plural. Hand, hand. So, so he's, just, <laughs> he's swinging the kid around. swinging the kid around. That's very confusing. Okay. They but were he's all smiling. Used... Yeah, he's smiling, so he must be having a good time, right? But most important, he was wearing a birthday crown. It was his birthday. Without another thought, Chuck E. began to sing his favorite song to the boy. How is the birthday song your favorite song? <laughs> what if he didn't know any other songs? Like, they say he loved music, but what if really music for him was only happy birthday until he met Pasquale? And heard him sing along like to the radio. Is this a blast from the past scenario? Right. <laughs> like he doesn't know any better until Alicia Silverstone tells him. Chucky is Brendan Fraser. <laughs> oh my God, I want to see this movie. <laughs> so much. Happy birthday. Oh, I don't want to get sued. Happy yeah. birthday. He sings the happy birthday song. Um, uh, happy birthday, birthday, little boy, out on the street. Not just street. Happy birthday to you. Street. Right. No one could believe it. Chucky could sing. The family came in. Pasquale made them pizza, of course. <laughs> Never, yeah, don't miss an opportunity to do a little shameless self-promotion, Pasquale. <laughs> you do you, boo. You do you. And Chucky sang all night. Other families walking by would join them. It was the best night ever. So when did he turn it into a band? Because they had that animatronic band there, too. Which Pasquale was a member of. Oh, right. He's the chef. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, there's a dog. Okay, so there's a girl, and then there's a dog, and then there's Munch, the like, who the guy who looks like Grimace from oh McDonald's, God. like a purple, you know, from it. a gritty prototype. It really, you know what? He is. He is. From that day on, Chuck E. Cheese's would never be a place for grown ups. It would... Wow, because grown up suck because they booed him because he didn't sing. That's right. His only support. He's loyal to his fan base who's been with him from the start, which I appreciate. Children. You know, I appreciate that. It also, again, begs the question, how old is he? 
No, I don't know. We, we'll never know. Um, from that day on, Chuck E. Cheese's would never be a place for grown-ups. It would be a place where families could bring their kids and they could just be, well, kids. Chuck E. Cheese's would always be a great place for birthdays. But more than that, it would be a place where every moment could be as special as a birthday. Time went on. Chucky and Pasquale were joined on stage by other friends. And Chucky even convinced Pasquale to bring in his other favorite thing, games. And Chucky... Told you! <laughs> and Chucky hasn't stopped singing or smiling since. The end. The end. And that, my friends, is the story of Charles Entertainment Cheese. <laughs> I mean, honestly... I, I hope you understand why we felt the need to share this story with the public. We just needed to get the word out. It's so powerful. It's so moving. I am genuinely surprised it hasn't become a movie with The Rock in it at some point. It will, though, in the right. next five years. Brendan Fraser is Chuck E. The Rock is Pasquale. Pasquale. <gasps> Give me two fast, two Charles Entertainment cheese. Oh, my God. Yeah. The franchise. And it's a double entendre, because they're technically a franchise, but like a food retail franchise. And also, soon a film one. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Think of all the merch opportunities. Well, I oh. hope you enjoyed our mini episode. <laughs> As always, you can find us on Instagram. We are at the Old Millennials Pod. You can also email us at oldmillennialspod at gmail.com. We're taking submission or ideas for... Um, other mini episodes we've kind of come up with season two but if we find something that you want us to do that's awesome we might make some changes and uh we're on both on twitter yeah you can follow me at marg shiro and i am at emily a Beijing. and until next time bye bye